Welcome aboard, party people. Welcome to the NFL Wild Card Weekend Preview with the gang from over there at winnersandwiners.com. I'm half the gang. I'm Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com, and I'm joined by my partner, as always, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, you may be uh, familiar with us from the show that we do each and every day right here on the YouTubes, the Twitch, the Twitter, whatever, the Facebook Live. It's a show we call Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. We do it every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. We hope you stop by and make that part of your regular viewing habits. And we have a lot of fun talking real time with people in the comment section and uh, give our thoughts on some of our favorite games and take questions and comments about them as well. So, Scott, it is the NFL, baby. It is the playoffs. Uh, finally, after an unprecedented 18 weeks of the regular season, we're uh, here at the playoffs. You ready? You excited? You psyched? Uh, it is. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I actually made a bet last night Ooh. in the NFL. Ooh, what'd you bet, Scotty? It wasn't even a matchup. I took one of the awards because that's going to be happening. I forgot if the announcement's going to be in January or February, but I took Mike Vrabel to win Coach of the Year, and that was around minus i think it was minus 225 mm -hmm. which mm. i know doesn't exactly sound great when you think about a minus price stealing but man. in reality stealing man. how is he not going to win stealing i got the one seed without derrick henry for about three quarters of the season yep. he kind of has to win the award stealing money stealing yeah money so i took it I, I swear we're gonna do we're gonna come up with a segment called only losers pay juice where we just come up where we just tell you these outrageous bets that we're gonna lay five or six hundred but they're Almost guaranteed to win. We said that with, with TJ Watt yes. at minus 600, and like two days later, he was minus 2,000. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I'm sorry you paid juice, but you win. So I took Vrabel to win Coach of the Year. Yep. The story's too good because LaFleur gets no credit, whether it's deserved or not, for the one seed because they have the MVP. Right. You have Zach Taylor, who did a solid job, but we can agree that Vrabel getting a one seed without the team's best player. Yeah from the majority of the season is too impressive to ignore. I think he's just going to win the award. Yeah. And they've made some real strides on the defensive side of the ball as well. They, this is a much better defensive team than they were last year where they had the firepower to win it last year, but they just didn't have the defense, didn't have a pass rush and all that has improved this season. So it's, I don't know how you, you start with the number one seed and you work your way backwards as far as close to coach of the year. And in this case, when you start on the AFC side, uh, there's nowhere to work backwards because your number one seed should be your coach of the year. So, yeah, we like and that. And playoffs well. are not factored in. So, if Cincinnati wins handily against the Raiders, right. congrats. Doesn't mean anything. Yep, absolutely true. Uh, James is in the house. What's up, James? Talking about the playoffs here, buddy. Playoffs? Playoffs. So, let's get her started. Let's talk about this. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about our, our by the way, we, we finished up our season-long contest. Scott did pull even. Um, well, he pulled to, to five hundred last year, uh, last week, as eight he, eight and one. As he had the uh, Pittsburgh Baltimore first half under twenty and a half. Did they did they get the what was the final score of that game? Did they get the twenty and a half? They got there in the ending, but it was three three at halftime. Uh, and I had the Pats minus six and a half. I went right into the face of that trend about the Pats playing terrible in Miami the last game of the season, but they really needed it this time. That made fuck all for differences. They uh, didn't show up against the Dolphins. You so stole one. Who cares? I, I did. I ended up 9-7-1 on the year. You're 8-8-1. Eight, eight, James S. says, I'm really liking the Bengals and everybody's sleeping on the Titans. Do you uh, think they deserve to be slept on? 
I don't know. I, I don't know what... I think they have the talent to win. I don't know if they do. We don't know what Derrick Henry is going to look like. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. I, I think he's going to look okay, but the question is, if you're Tennessee and you're in a game where you need it, of course you have the bye this week, Yes. do you just tell Derrick Henry, no matter what, you're getting 25 carries? Yes, yes. I think you might have to, but I don't know how that's going to go. We'll see how the first 24 go, then we'll know. That's fair. Uh, what do you think of the Steelers' total team under 16 and a half? I think we're going to go through the games individually, but let's just say I don't expect the Steelers to score many points in this game. All right, well, let's start off with the Bengals that James was talking about. The Bengals hosting the Raiders. Raiders coming off, of course, they had huge game of the year victory there on Sunday night against uh, the Chargers. Bengals laying five, 48 and a half is the number. How good is this Bengals team, Scott? I think they're good. Uh, the question is, this team is extremely inexperienced because they haven't made the playoffs in a couple of years. Most of the key players on this team are in their first couple of years, so they haven't been to the playoffs either. But the Raiders are a team that is kind of playing with house money because nobody thought after the Gruden fiasco and after the season kind of imploded halfway through the year that they would make it to the playoffs. And props to them. I know we both had them beating the Chargers. We thought that they were getting value at plus three, and they ended up covering. Never a doubt. I'm going to take the points because I think even though Cincinnati is a good football team, they played earlier this season, and yes, Cincinnati won handily based on the final score. The game was really close for about three and a half quarters, and then it kind of went off the rails late. But because of the lack of experience and even the fact that Cincinnati hasn't won a playoff game since 1992 – I'm not going to pick them to win by five or more. I think they'll win the game, but I think field goal sounds about right. Maybe a late McPherson kick, but I do think it'll be a close game throughout. Curse of Bo Jackson, buddy. Yeah. You buying that? Not quite, but I wish there were more Bo Jackson highlights. You know what I'm, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. When he got injured in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. That was the yeah. uh, that was the, the last playoff game they uh, they won. So that's that's kind of the uh, it's kind of the the uh, it's it's not as active it's it's not as blatant as like the Billy Goat Curse or the Curse of the Bambino, but people are starting to question because that was the, the last play of Bo Jackson's football career. And as a I kid- find the total very tricky in this game though, because it's at forty nine, mm-hmm. and Burrow, of course, we know how good he is. The passing yards for the last couple of weeks have been insane. Yep, but you're looking at the actual weather. It's decent, supposed to be really cold, 15-mile-per-hour winds, give or take. So I am curious if you think that'll play a factor. But the first meeting was kind of just hideous offense for the entire game. It was awful. And I find that, I don't know if it's telling or maybe they'll make adjustments. I'm going to take a surprise underplay. I think the cold weather is going to help. I see a 24-21 type of game or even like 24-23. I see a close game, but I like the under. It's a Raiders defense that up until the game against the Chargers had actually played very good. And, and actually up until the fourth quarter against the Chargers, the defense has played very good. Their last three games, they've given up just uh, yeah, right at 16 points a game against Cleveland, Denver, and Indianapolis. <sighs> yeah, I don't know how much offense the Raiders are going to be able to generate as well. Uh, we all know how hideous that uh, Chargers run defense was and the Raiders were able to gash them for 
174 yards. I don't think they're going to be able to do that against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm probably going to lean under there as well. I've I've got the Bengals in in this one, Scott. I think it's a letdown spot for the Raiders. I think the I think the Raiders won their playoff game last week, and I think they're surprised. I think I think they're happy. I think Cincinnati has their sights set on a longer journey. I've got Cincinnati minus five, and I will play the under there with you. What do you have for a, to- a side on this one? I'm going with the Raiders okay. plus the points. Okay. I think it'll be a close game throughout. But I actually do want to ask you because there is kind of a conflicting ideology when it comes to how to handle the final week of the season. Are you a fan of resting your starters in the last game of a meaningless regular season, or do you believe it's important to play them a little bit so there's some momentum or flow going into the playoffs? Because Burrow completely didn't play cold turkey. I'm okay with resting them. I'm 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 okay. I'm fine with that. Um, of course, you know I'm a little spoiled because Andy Reid is a monster coming off of a bye week, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like that that trend bleeds into a little bit when they give everybody a week off. So I'm I'm a I'm a fan of getting everybody healthy, man. Especially at the end of 18 weeks, God, your body is just yeah. fucking beat up. I just figured it's worth mentioning because I do think that you can talk about the fact that these guys haven't been in a playoff game before; they're a bit young. I do think that they have all the talent in the world with Burrow and Chase, and their whole receiving core is honestly crazy. Yep. But I do wonder how the team's going to respond in their first playoff game with some potential rust for not playing last week. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a good talking point. It is, and we'll find out because if they if they go out and shit the bed, you know he's going to get hammered for that. Uh, yep. James S. says, speaking of weather, it's 71 and nice and nice and shiny where I'm at. What are you, Florida? California? Yeah. Talk, Sounds like it. Talk to me in July. Um, James says, with less experience, I feel they should play. And I and there's certainly a body a body of uh, of of work that thinks that, but I mean, if you man, if you go out and get Burrow hurt or something like that in that in that 17th game and he got banged up on that fourth down penalty against the chiefs so mm-hmm. he was already banged up in the first place so you didn't really have a choice you kind of had to rest him yeah i get that uh another uh, rematch i don't know are all these games rematches just just about not all of them well this is the third time so it's yeah the re-rematch well there's three yeah there's there's two games that are going to be a three-peat here and this is one of them as the patriots travel up to uh, orchard park take on the bills Dub Bills. Um, Scott, Bills looked not quite dead in the water, but they looked like they were just kind of fumble-fucking around there in the middle part of the season. But they I, At no point did I think they were going to miss the playoffs. No, so no, no. I'm no, not but, surprised. But the division the division was definitely in doubt there against, yeah. against the mm-hmm. uh, um, the Patriots. Uh, 71 <laughs> down south somewhere. Yeah, let us know, bro. Let it, let it, yeah, let us know how that, uh, if you have an extra room, because it's, I don't know. It's actually decent here today. It's about fifty here today. I'm okay with that. Are you guys still in the cold, cold snap there in the Northeast? Yeah, it's room temperature. <laughs> yeah, was it? it was. It snowed last week. It's. I want to say in the teens right now. James, maybe James, like low twenties. James is in Phoenix. Oh yeah, definitely talk to me in July, buddy. Definitely, definitely talk to me when it's 120 fucking degrees. Um. So, this Buffalo team, Scott. Playing very good football right now. They've won four straight. They're uh, three three zero and one against the number. Uh, last four, they just they pushed a big number against Atlanta. They're getting covered the fourteen. So hey. I know that they beat New England though. Sorry to interrupt. They've won four in a row. Besides a New England, they better have won those other three games. Like, am I supposed to be impressed? You beat Carolina, the Jets, and Atlanta. 
Well, I think you're supposed to be impressed by the margin of victory and the domination that they showed. Okay. I think that's the at least that's the talking point. Just um, throwing it out there. They haven't played anybody. It was uh, besides New England. I was New I, England I was in Phoenix and Brad Crawford said I was in business uh, in Phoenix on business at the end of September. One of the four days I was there, it was so hot. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a dry heat though, Scott. It's a dry heat. I was in summer Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so, yeah, same, that was brutal. Same thing. I think it was a hundred and nine. I think, dude. I was, but it I, felt like a hundred and six. I was, I was know. down in surprise for spring training a couple seasons ago, and it's fucking, it's March, and you and you're getting baked. I got, I got a brutal sunburn like nine thirty in the morning. I was, I was out there for like an hour and a half and just got roasted, absolutely roasted. It is a, uh, it is, it feels like the sun is somehow closer. It feels like it's right on top of you. So yeah, it's it's great in the winter, but man. In the summer, you can have it. You can. Have That's it. why you need multiple houses in different places. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, as far as this game goes, the Patriots, Scott, they have not played good football. Of course, they've they've lost three of their last four, all to good teams. They've lost to Buffalo, they lost to Indianapolis, and they lost to Miami. Uh, they did have a fifty to ten win victory against Jacksonville, so that's something, huh? Uh, it's a good response to losing to the Colts. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, and then a, a good response. After that, fifty to ten to lose by nine to the Dolphins. Uh, still not over Macho Grande there, buddy. I've got to take the Bills here, my friend. I'm sorry. Um, I know it's, I, I know it's a trendy pick to uh, to pick the Patriots, but I think, I think Mac Jones. I'm not going to say he's been exposed, but I think he's he's a rookie quarterback. I think we've seen his limitations. Uh, put it put it put it that way. He still may be a very very good signal caller. I think at this point in his career, I'd rather have Josh Allen, bud. Not going to lie. I don't think that's a hot take. But to go through the last couple of games, the Buffalo awful weather game that they won, of course, he only attempted three passes. So throw that out. Terrible weather. Against the Colts, he ended up having a QBR of 53.6. It was a lot worse. There was a lot of garbage time involved. So he had a brutal game for about three quarters. Played Buffalo the game after, 14 for 32. For 145 yards, QBR of 41.1. Played Jacksonville, he was great, throw it out. Played Miami, QBR of 12.7. So, yes, he has not played well. And Buffalo has seen him, I'd say one and a half times, because they didn't really see him throw the first time around. But Allen torched this team when they played a couple weeks ago. Now, Belichick should make some adjustments, because he's Belichick. But if the defense is the calling card of this team, and the defense isn't going to be able to stop Josh Allen to the, to the degree that it wants to, do I think Mac Jones can play from behind? I do not. So I'm taking the Bills because I do think offensively they've proven that they could actually move the ball against this New England team. Now, of course, it's going to be in Buffalo, so the weather is going to be okay. Cold, of course, but nothing that insane with wind, so Allen should throw the ball relatively easily. But... I think the biggest issue that you have with Mac Jones isn't even the lack of talent. It's the fact you can tell solely from the play calling, Belichick clearly doesn't trust him. He just he doesn't he doesn't trust him in in big spots to make the big throws. He he's still which is fair got the because he might not deserve to be trusted. But the point is, if your own coach doesn't trust you to make some throws when you need to make throws, I'm not going to pick you to win a road playoff game. 
Who was the coach that just roasted his own co- his own quarterback? Um, was well, that it? was the backup, but that was Zimmer who roasted Mond. Mond, yeah. Is it interesting to see Mond? I see him every day. <laughs> like, fuck. I see him every day. I'm, I'm good. Fuck that I'm kid. Good. You know, plus I'm going to be fired in two days, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, Single-digit temperatures in Buffalo. Somebody said there's an app for talking about the weather. <laughs> uh, there's an app for talking about a lot of the shit we talk about on this show. But yeah, we are talking about basically referencing the weather there and it is single digits going to be wind around 12 14 miles an hour not pleasant not pleasant at all but not necessarily better than the first meeting oh, weather. let's shit. put it that way yeah absolutely uh what you- asking what my thoughts are about backing a rookie quarterback in the playoffs it's not a make or break where oh he's never played in the playoff game before he's screwed like mark sanchez made it to back-to-back afc title games joe flacco made won a decent amount of playoff games starting off but i do think that if you are worried about being either in an equal matchup with another team or just having a significant disadvantage to the quarterback position, I do think experience is an equalizer. And if you lack the experience, I would assume you're more likely to either struggle or look wildly mediocre than play extremely well. Is that a fair assessment? It is. It is. Mike Maloney says the game was if the game was Sunday night, it'd be a lot different weather conditions. Yeah, it looks like the snow is coming in there. Uh, the worse the weather is, the better it is for New England. Yep, agreed. So, um, <laughs> um, oh, Dave wants to share recipes. <laughs> um, I'm curious to see what T Train because T Train's the big Patriots guy. I'm curious to see if Tony feels confident in this game. Um, I've got the Bills. I've got the under 44. Scott, where are you at? I got to take the under okay. because I do expect Belichick to make some adjustments. I do think Allen will struggle more than he did in the second meeting. Because Allen basically played a perfect game in the second meeting. I don't know how you can play better than that. He right. was fantastic. But I do think that you're looking at a situation where both teams, especially New England, are going to try to milk the clock. Buffalo might go a little bit of tempo, but New England's defense is stingy. How is New England going to generate fast-scoring drives? They can't. They can't do unless it. Unless they break a huge run. Yep. That's it. That's it. Um, as far as – I'm also curious to see – what the uh, what the status is in the, in the New England backfield? I want I want to know how Harris is because well, him and Stevenson, of course, ended up playing last week. They both looked good, so I do think that they'll end up being fine in this game. That's been the huge issue for Buffalo defensively this season has been stopping the rushing attack, particularly of New England. But I do think you're going to see New England try to keep Allen off the field, so they'll try to drain a lot of clock. I like the under in this spot. Uh, to answer Brad's question, he said that he heard that Burrow played in the first half last week. Is that true? Is not. The lie detector determined that's a lie. He did not play at all. Not play. I don't even know if he was at the actual arena. Yeah, he did I, not play. Uh, you got the Bills here too? Uh, yeah. I think the Bills are more talented. Would I be shocked if New England wins? No, because you're going against Belichick. But I have to look at the rosters and the home court or the home field and the broken tables in the parking lot. I'm taking Buffalo. There you go. Uh, STM Network says these are the two biggest wild cards I know. <laughs> you and I. Um, Tony, uh, T-Train, up there in New England, not feeling confident in the uh, in the uh, Patriots' ability to uh, win a ball control game. So unless 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 they, unless it is a ball control game, and uh, T-Train and I are on the same page. That's yep. really the only game plan you have: keep Allen off the field and try to run the ball down their throat. Yep. And if they get up yeah. to, and if they get up two scores, they're screwed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. 
All right, sir. Eagles at Buccaneers. Buccaneers minus eight and a half. Probably not going to have snow in this game. Um, we've been pretty chalky so far. Is this going to be the spot to uh, where I step out? It is. I'm, I'm going to take the. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles here. I think. I think the Buccaneers give up a late touchdown. I think they probably have a 10, 13 point lead all the way through. I think the Eagles uh, get one late and keep this one close. I don't. I don't think the Eagles win, but I think the Bucks can keep it close. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I know we covered pretty much all of these games with Knutson the other day. Might have been yesterday, actually. Yep, yep. But I still like the Eagles. I do think that when you face the other team in the regular season and the game was close throughout, I'm not going to suddenly expect one team to blow the other team out. Tampa should win. They're the much better team. I still am not sold on Jalen Hurts as a thrower of the football. He's extremely mobile. They kind of created an offense to suit his skills, kind of like what Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson which has worked out well. But the point is, I do think Philly is a team that, from the offensive line perspective, is still really talented. And Tampa's getting a bunch of guys back from injury. I'm not sure they're going to look good in their first game back from injury. I see a backdoor cover angle here. We saw Tampa, Tampa even struggle against Taylor Heineke last year when they were expected to roll. I think they'll play with their food a little bit. I still like Tampa to win. But besides Mike Evans, do they really have many other good receivers? No. So I do think that they will struggle a bit offensively. I like Philly to cover the number. Okay. Um, very good. Yeah, that's a uh, – that's. The, uh, I want to see what Philly, what Philly defense we see because, you know, we got really spoiled thinking the Philly defense is, is fantastic. They, they Six weeks or five weeks in a row they didn't give up 20 points. But they did it against – Washington twice, the Giants twice, and the Jets once. So did we learn anything about the defense other than they don't give up points to shitty teams? I'm not sure we did. Um, and the Cowboys game, they benched everybody. So you just have to throw that game out. Right, right. Um, somebody's asking about historical trends. Do you look at historical trends for, for wild card weekend, Scott? Um, I do sometimes if I'm like really, really torn on a matchup or if I just want one more piece of reassurance. But once again, when you're looking at historical trends – not every trend is going to agree with you. So you're looking at some trends you like, other trends you choose to ignore because it's against the narrative you already have. That's kind of the issue that I have with using trends. It's because the more trends you have, the more you're going to cherry pick the ones you like. There's right. a full confirmation bias when it comes to trends. Right. Um, I've got home teams favored by 10 or more, perfect 5-0 and in the wild card round. And okay. in all playoff matches since 2011, double digits. Is that ATS or is that? Yes, this is all, all ATS. Okay. Double digit favorites are seven and one ATS um, since the playoffs since 2011. So that would tend to come into play with the, with the Chiefs. Um, home home favorites of seven or fewer are just 14, 28, and one. Scott in the wild card round since 2003. Good for the Raiders. Uh, good for the Raiders. And uh, yeah, everybody very good. Everybody except the Bucks. Yeah, Bucks are the Chiefs. Um, in the past four seasons, there have been 18 total wildcard games. Underdog has covered 15 of the 18. Okay. So those are, those, those are just some trends. So it is something to keep in the back of your mind when you're, when you're, when you're making some of these plays and you just, and you want to go automatic chalk. I would, I would agree. Um, I've, I think you and I are both on the Eagles there, as far as the total goes, I, th I think there's going to be some points scored in this one, Scott, I'll take the over. I am going to go with the over as well. I do think that even though Tampa's run defense has been known to be really good, mm -hmm. it really struggled over the last couple of weeks. I know they're getting some guys back on the defensive line, but I wonder once again how sharp they're going to look. 
Philly's going to be getting Hurts back. I'm curious how healthy he's going to be. They're getting Miles Sanders back, which is a big boost. But this offensive line's really good. And I do think that they can generate some protection for Hurts and the ground game. I think they'll move the ball. Tampa, on the other hand, I think will have success because I just expect them to be really prepared for this game. Fournette's back. I think he's a really good running back. So I do think you'll see both teams get into the mid to high 20s. I think Tampa's going to win this game. I'll say 27-20. So okay. give me the over and give me Philly plus the points. All right, very good. Um, thinking 31-24, something like that. Uh, Brad Crawford wants to know, uh, curious how uh, Hertz is with his ankle. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, Do you think Hertz is better than Minshew, though? Ah, that's, a, that's a great question. You know, Minshew played so well when his last game. But, I like Minshew. But he can run, man, and that's that's an element that's it's so frustrating for a defense. You know, you hold a team to third and eight. You cover everybody, and the guy takes off and gets 11 yards. That's that's just mm -hmm. demoralizing. Um, T-Train says, Brady seems to be uh, edgy because of the Super Bowl. He passed for 500-plus yards and lost. Yeah, it happens. Um, it's almost like uh, it's not Brady winning those by himself. My upset picks are this, the Pats and the 49ers. I don't hate them. Uh, I probably like the 49ers better than the Pats, but um, again, the trends... The tr the trends would tend would tend to uh, would tend to support that because uh, in the last eight years now see now they got me on the wild card trends in the last eight years road teams twenty two and eleven against the spread home favorites facing division opponents Scott just three nine and one against the number since two thousand okay. since two thousand three so those division games have favored the road teams uh, historically uh, for the last few years hey let's see, super slow just to counter that point I know that you're saying hurts is a winner and it's ugly sometimes but he gets the job done I agree with that. They said the same thing about Tebow. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like the term winner is an overused term when you have nothing else positive to say about the guy. Wow. You, you've, you've really got a bend shit to fit your narrative that you had preseason, don't you? What, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you didn't like Hurts to start the season. He's had a, he's had an acceptable season. He's had some he's, great. He's been good. He's had some great it's games. The issue is, I still don't trust him to make throws. But when you say that the person's a winner. Truth is, most players in the league were huge winners in high school. They all have a history of winning. Yeah, but you know, you know what he's saying. He's saying with Ohio. I know what he's saying. He's saying with Ohio State, you can make the same case for Mac Jones. Obviously, I'm just saying I'm not solely backing a guy because he's a winner or he was. Trevor Lawrence is a winner. He never lost in anything, and then he went to the Jaguars and he lost almost every game. Yeah, fair and enough. I, I think that other factors have to be mentioned. Uh, Dave Laughlin says the Bucks struggling last year against Washington in Washington is uh, not indicated by the Washington team this year. Yeah, the defense is so much worse this year. Uh, looking at how they struggle in New England could be a good measure of how Philly will apply pressure. I don't disagree with that. If I think these guys are looking at all kinds of film really, really deep right now, looking for anything that worked against this team, and I think that's the, that's a, a very good example of a team that struggled um, with the Pats. So the, can the Eagles match what the Patriots did? We'll see. I do like him to keep it close. Your Cowboys, Scott, laying three um, at home against the 49ers. 49ers, big come-from-behind victory. Now, are we going to have the same situation with the Raiders where they shot their wad last week, or is it just the springboard that takes them on one of those great postseason runs? I think it's a springboard. The, the Niners have been a team that have really confused me the entire season. At the end, I got the result I was expecting, a playoff spot. But this was not easy or at least as easy as I thought it was going to be. And in the first half against the Rams, or even at halftime, it looked like the Cowboys might be playing the Saints. So it, it did not look like 
the Niners were going to make it. But you're looking at the talent on the roster, and you can't ignore it. I know Jimmy G's not great. He had the very nice drive to in regulation against the Rams. So props to him. He did what he had to do. He got his team to the playoffs. But you're looking at Elijah Mitchell, who's been great when healthy this year. The offensive line is unbelievable. You have Debo Samuel, who's been fantastic. Kittle's been quiet for the last couple of weeks, but we know that he's an absolute monster who is capable of going for 100-plus yards in any given game. You look at the defense. He's still a boast on the defensive line. Arden Key's been good. They got some pieces. The linebacking core with Warner's very solid. And the secondary is a little bit underwhelming compared to the talent they actually have, but it's still pretty good. The Cowboys' defense has been awful for the last couple of games. The Eagles, they were missing a decent amount of guys, but still, you let the Eagles' backups walk over you for 20-something points in the first half, which is not ideal. I like the Niners because when push comes to shove, I think the Niners will win the battle up front, and I think that'll decide the game. So give me the Niners. I think they'll win. Well, the other nice thing about this is it looks like both teams are getting healthy. They're going to be uh, have everybody, almost all, everybody on board, it would appear. Um, Parsons being back is huge for Dallas, obviously. Yeah, everybody everybody had the COVID outbreak. It looks like they're going to be back for Dallas, so that is that is absolutely huge. Uh, Niners were plus 17 at one point. Yep, that's the, that would have been a good time to grab it. Uh, how were the Niners not upset they weren't even projected to be in the playoffs? You know, they were the most likely to go worst to first, although I liked... I liked Arizona to win that division. We talked about it in our preview show, and uh, they just about pulled, you liked Arizona or the Rams pulled it off. No, I liked I liked I liked Arizona to make some noise. I thought they were I thought okay. they were I thought they were good value um, in that in that division. Key train. The last time I could remember the Cowboys winning a playoff game, I want to say was when they beat Russell Wilson. They beat Seattle, and then they immediately lost afterwards. To I'm trying to remember who the hell they played the game after. Tampa. I don't think they played Tampa in a playoff game. I remember they beat Seattle, though, because Dixon had that awful uh, onside kick attempt. So I'm pretty sure they beat Seattle a couple years ago. All right, so you and I are going to split on this one, Scott. I like the I, – I think the Cowboys take care of business. I'm – could, could, this is a tricky one for me. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it could go – I think it could go either way. As far as the uh, total goes – I think we're going to see some points there. I've got the over 51. I can't take an under. Okay. Dallas has too much firepower, and the Niners as well have a decent amount of firepower. So I do think you'll see points. I see another game that could end up 27-24. Yep. Something that gets in 50s. Uh, but I do think when you're looking at a number that's currently put at 51, which is exactly where 27-24 would be, I do think one of these teams could get to 30, and if that's the case, you know it's indoors, so weather's not a factor. I am going to go to the over. By the way, looking it up, the last time the Cowboys did win a playoff game was against Seattle back in 2018 before they eventually lost to the Rams in the division round. There you go. Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Kansas City playing the big number of the week. Um, (laughs) Need to add a yeehaw. (laughs) I got plenty of yeehaws. How about my Chiefs, buddy? 12 and a half point favorites. 46 is the number. Again, these teams played just uh right at it right at a month ago. They played the day after Christmas. 
Kansas City won that game 36-10 to in a game that really wasn't that close. That was an absolute, absolute domination. Did they do it again, Scott? Has Pittsburgh, has Pittsburgh gotten any better in three weeks? The question isn't about if they got better or not. The question is if the Chiefs got worse. Because we saw when they were against Denver in the final game of the season, it looked good early, and then you had a rough in the punter penalty. The game kind of spun on its head. And then Tyreek was banged up, Kelsey was banged up, and Denver potentially would have won the game. And then you had the really solid defensive play that caused the fumble touchdown. So I don't think the Chiefs played well against Denver. Now it is, of course, a road game against a division opponent, potentially the final game for their head coach, which it was for Fangio. I do wonder if the players are maybe a little bit extra juiced for that game to try to send their coach out on a high note. But my favorite play is the under. Because I don't trust Pittsburgh to score at all. I do love the quotes from Big Ben, though. Yeah. Saying, we don't have a chance. Why are we bothering? What's he supposed to say? Right. At this point, you got to embrace the underdog role where nobody's picking you to win. Nobody. So I do think it was the right thing to say, despite how stupid it sounds out of context. Oh, boy. This Pittsburgh team is so bad. Why couldn't they? Why couldn't the Raiders just tie? I just wanted to see Herbert in instead of Big Ben. Um, I'm going with the Pittsburgh team total under is my favorite play, but I'm going to surprise you here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I'm going to do it. I think that Kansas City with the Hill injury and even Kelsey who got banged up, I do think are going to look worse offensively, and I do think you will see a very ugly game in which Kansas City plays with its food and eventually wins the game by about 10 points. But I'll take the points, and I'm going with the under. I'm going to flip as well. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I had, I had, well, because you saw the trends, and now you're all over it. I had Pittsburgh there. Yeah, that's not it's not a small part of it. but And I, I knew that that had tickled the back of my brain, and I, I'm glad I found that because I did have something in the back of my head about big favorites doing well in the playoffs. Uh, David Good said, "Love my Chiefs. I do too, buddy. Uh, it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be it's going to be chilly here in uh, in KC. But this Chiefs defense, man, they've really been playing well. They've been playing well against shitty offenses, and I think we can safely include Pittsburgh in that group. That offense is just dreadful, bud. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover that big number. I think they come out ready to roll. Everybody's healthy except uh, Lucas Niang's out." So that's going to hurt as far as the depth on the offensive line goes. But um, it looks like Edwards Alaire is coming back. Hill's healthy, uh, healthy-ish. You know, did you see how he did? How he screwed up his heel? Did you see how he did that? Was that the pregame? Yeah. Did he get injured in that pregame? Game? Yeah. Yeah. Where he had the he didn't look good at all. Where he had that so fu- I do think that, that fucking vertical plays, about fifty-five he might be inches. Well below. I think you'd agree. He'd probably be well below. Uh, I don't know what he did to it. I don't. I don't know how bad he. I don't know. Yeah, how, I don't know either. I don't know how well he was able to rehab it. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire should be back for this one. I don't really care. Um, we've got a, a. We've got a stable of decent running backs. Nobody's great. Nobody's bad. They're all very. They're all good. I don't. I don't care if Clyde's back or not. Um, probably a little tougher runner than Gore. Maybe in the in the inside. Um, team total under seventeen for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all over that. Scott, you're back in the Steelers. Do you think they're going to score more than 17? No, not at all. I said my favorite play is going to be the under. I can't believe the number is 46 and a half in a Pittsburgh game. But, of course, Kansas City is the obvious play. They just played. 
Kansas City killed them. They could have won by 50 if they wanted to. That is true. And yet, I'm I'm in the mood to be contrarian. Okay. I feel like Kansas City, with the injuries and the really underwhelming performance against Denver in the final game of the season, I do think they are a bit overvalued. Matthew Torvik wants to know if anybody's playing in the snow. No, dude. This And there is a ton of snow this weekend, and it's all going to miss the games. Um, it looks like it's going to be like cold in Buffalo. Uh, where, where else is another cold weather? Uh, that's it's, it's Cincinnati. Um, check the weather in Cincinnati. What do we got? Uh, from what I can tell, the weather is going to be a bit cold, but 15 mile per hour winds, basically it. Okay. So not, not so, ideal. So no bad weather of any kind, but, but a bit cold and a bit windy, but no snow. It's definitely something to take a look at as far as a total goes. If you maybe eschew the kicking game there a little bit. Uh, yeah, no snow, no snow anywhere, man. Uh, it'll be, it looks like s- Sunday there'll be snow. The places that would have snow, they're playing Saturday. And then, so, yeah. all right, there you go. Um, last game, hang on, let me, let me uh, uh, wind chills of minus 20 on Saturday. Oh, fuck yeah, that's just, that's no fun. I've been to games. Well, I was like gonna that. ask, are we doing the Monday game? What, a live broadcast? We usually do that, we do that during the week. So are we doing that on this show, or what are we doing? I thought I thought we would. I thought okay, we would. that's fine. I, I was just asking. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it. it's our playoff special. We only got six games. So Rams minus four at, the, uh, at home against the Cardinals. No weather there, obviously. I like the Cardinals, Scott. I like the. We're gonna I li- disagree. I like the Cardinals in this spot. I, I think we're agreeing on the total, though. I'm assuming we both like the over. I don't know how you. I don't know how you don't play the over there. Yeah, I think there's going to so, be I think there's going to be points scored. Um, you know, this Cardinals team, these are two teams that shit the bed last week. Uh Rams lose their halftime lead for the first time under um um McVay. McVay and uh Arizona Cardinals came back tied Seattle and then just played like they just didn't want to win that game. So at the end of the day I like Arizona. One one more time here, bud. It's fair. I have question marks about Kingsbury as a coach, which is still kind of crazy how his team was the best team in the league record-wise for most of the season, and yet people still didn't like Kingsbury at the time, and now people still don't like Kingsbury because of some clock management issues, which has been the issue in his career. But I can't look past this Arizona defense. They've been awful. And, yes, they beat the Cowboys. Props to you. They, that was a good win. They needed it. That's the only one they've had in about a month. They have not been playing well. And the issue that you have in this game is that Kyler Murray, first playoff game, how do you feel about it? Well, you feel better because Stafford's 0-3 on the other end, so you kind of just have to hope that he plays better than Stafford because Stafford's been really inconsistent for the last couple of games. But... The Rams' defense has a pulse. The Cardinals' defense, as far as I'm concerned, does not. They've really struggled. And I do think that the Rams, with the ground game that they have, they get Akers back, who I'm not sure how he's going to look. He played last week, didn't really do much. But you have Cup, who's been great. You have Odell, who's been really good. The pass rush can really get after Murray, which I think is going to be the story of this game. But they played on Monday Night Football, and the issue that I had in the game for Arizona – they really could not protect Kyler. 
So for me, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to take the over. But I do think it's a really tough game to pick. Yeah, you just kind of gloss that over about the running game. The Rams have not been running the ball well. Even with Akers last week, they ran for 64 yards, two and a half yards a carry. Ran for 73 the week before that against Baltimore. Um, you're talking about a one-dimensional team and Matt Stafford, your quarterback? Yeah, I'll sign up for that all day long. I know I think you can go for a combo deal. You can take the Rams, but if you want to potentially double win or hedge it, Take the Rams to win and take Stafford to throw a pick. Because if they're going to lose, I guarantee you Stafford's going to throw at least one stupid interception. Probably, probably true. Um, I'm You and I are going to be on different sides there. As far as the total goes... We both love the over. I mean, I mean, I don't know how you don't. Did you want to let me talk? or You said you like the over already. I think the first thing you said is, I don't know how you take an under in this game. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I, I just... I, 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 you know, I was looking at the... I was looking at Arizona. I haven't been able to score a lot lately, but I... They uh, 37 to Seattle. What's that? They have 37 or 38, 38 to Seattle. To, 38 I to mean, Seattle, yeah. It's not It's not ideal. This The the, the defense has given up 30 or, 30 or more in three of their last five, and that's that's not a good look right there. So I've got to, I've got to play the over. I think it's they're not going to win. A, they're not going to win a grind fest. They're not going to win a rock fight. So I'm on the over there as well. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Stafford over and interceptions. Yep, absolutely. Um, Dave Laughlin, by the way, had a great line. I wanted to see that. It said, uh, uh, it's not going to be snowing in Kansas City, but they're going to have the plows out. I think that's very funny. Nice. We're going to be plowing the motherfuckers. Yep. It will not be snowing. We're going to have snow tomorrow, by the way. Uh, there will be, you probably will see snow piled up by the stadium, uh, and the sides, but yeah, they all, they field's in great shape right now. They've had it covered and heated all week and everything, so. I'm going to quickly look to see what the price is on Stafford interception. If I had to blindly guess, I would say yes, minus 130. You want to guess? I was going to say 145, 150. I thought it might be stronger than that. Maybe not. It is not listed. So thanks for playing. Okay. A little early. All right. Well, I thought it would be there. I did but too. But it's not. All right. Well, that's going to do it. It's going to do it for the NFL um, wildcard show. We're talking about doing a live broadcast on Monday night, which I don't think we've finalized those plans yet, but I think we're, we're talking about doing that for this game, for the Cardinals-Rams game, so stay tuned for that. We'll have the final word on that on Monday. But that's going to do it for this show. As always, we guys uh, thank you guys very, very much for watching. You guys have a great day. Good luck on all your plays. Let's make some money. Let's make some money this weekend, and we'll be back on Monday at uh, our usual time, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, to do our best to help you to head back to the window. You guys have a great day. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.